why are you talking about your wife's ties to Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> why are you talking about your wife sleeping with Brad Pitt? Like, yeah, it's that's so the best weird. one. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like a new, different kind of wife guy. <laughs> yeah, the look who's been inside my wife guy. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Caitlin Burns, and you're listening to Cancel Me Daddy, the show where we take a closer look at all the panic around cancel culture with thoughtful analysis and verbal shitposting. So Parker, who do you want to cancel today? I would like to cancel 2024. Already? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's just uh, let's just stick that year in rice. <laughs> Maybe we should try turning it off and turning it back on again. <laughs> so today I'm very happy to have my good friend Parker Malloy back on the show. Parker, how you doing? I am. <laughs> I'm. I am. I am existing. I am surviving. <laughs> I am alive. I am here. I am all things considered okay. <laughs> and all of the things are bad can we call it vibing or, or the vibes off <laughs> the vibes are off <laughs> of course they are the vibes have been off so for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with you um why don't you uh, give us the uh the two minute hate on Parker Boy? <laughs> <laughs> the two minute hate. Where do I begin? Uh you may know me from my newsletter called The Present Age, or you may know me from Twitter, where I do not post anymore. <laughs> Those are the two places that you likely may know me from. Uh I used to work at Media Matters as well, uh, but I do not anymore. And uh, it's still readthetpa.com, right? It is readtpa.com. Readtpa.com. I'm yes. my fault there. <laughs> so, Parker, 2024. It's off to quite a start, isn't it? There's no shortage of things we can talk about today. <laughs> There's not. There's not. There's a... Uh... God, let's... Uh... Do you want to just jump right into Claudine Gay? Let's jump right into Claudine Gay. So the president of Harvard was basically run out of her job over ostensible plagiarism claims. I honestly haven't been following this that closely other than to kind of laugh at the usual people that I laugh at. But Parker, I think you wrote something recently about this. Do you want to give us sort of the, the quick rundown? So basically with this, what happened was, uh, so you've had... Claudine Gay, along with Sally Kornbluff, who is the president of MIT and um, uh, the president of Penn, whose name escapes me at the moment, um, but but she resigned anyway, so it doesn't matter. So those those three three university presidents testified before Congress um, because they were facing allegations that their schools were not doing enough to combat anti-Semitism on campus, and so. Mm, okay. The three of them didn't do so well uh, in this hearing, and they kind of kind of got caught up in some of the questioning, where it was Elise Stefanik, uh, who is just generally horrible, uh, the Republican from New York. She was she was asking these questions where she was going back and forth between chants uh, that students on campus were were saying like from the river to the sea and mm -hmm. intifada, uh, but then also saying. 
is it okay for students to call for genocide of Jews on campus? Which obviously, like, no. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't get the impression but, that that's what they were. Yeah, but but like, for. so she was kind of mashing those things together, and the president, mm-hmm. school presidents were were struggling with it. So after after this hearing, after this hearing, people really wanted those three presidents to step down. Let's mm-hmm. just fast forward to that. And the president of Penn steps down. The other two do not. Claudine Gay, who is the president of Harvard, um, like a, a few days, maybe a week. I, I can't remember the time. Time has no meaning anymore to me. It, <laughs> it just it blends together. Um, she, uh, she suddenly uh, has these plagiarism accusations mm-hmm. that come up against her. And when you look into it, it's like, I guess she kind of sort of looks like she maybe borrowed some words from something mm-hmm. that she cited elsewhere, but it was sort of plagiarism, not quite. It was very strange. And yeah. uh, so anyway, so she resigns uh, over this because it was a whole thing that the New York Times would not stop writing about. They wrote something like 70 articles that mentioned her name from October to January. And uh, it's just, it's it's so much. And what it is, is the point of my article was that the, this is how the New York Times does activism. Because the reason there was this con- continued pressure campaign was because the New York Times kept writing about her. Mm-hmm. There, there, no one, like, it wasn't news to the point where it should be written about 70 times in a three-month span. Mm-hmm. You know, that is like, something a presidential candidate is doing not like yeah. here's the this behind the scene minutiae of like you know the, the ongoings of harvard like no one cares about that except for the people who run the new york times yeah i guess my question is is why do the people who run the new york times care about this so much well i think because a lot of people who work at the new york times uh they, they went to harvard or mm-hmm. or they didn't go to Harvard, but they would like to tell you about the other Ivies that they went to. <laughs> or they would right. like to... It's, it's this obsession with elite institutions, mm-hmm. you know, this sort of holier-than-thou kind of, like, hoity-toity kind of ivory tower stuff. That's, yeah. the, you know, New York Times, Harvard, MIT, that sort of stuff. And yeah. and they, always, they do this in a lot of ways, whether it's this, where the, the argument was that their students on campus were being allowed to be anti-Semitic. That was, and it was bad that those students were allowed to be anti-Semitic on campus. But normally when the New York Times is mad at Harvard, it's because students are being told that they're not allowed to be transphobic um, because free speech means that you have to allow speech that you that you hate and disagree with. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, it's different this time. Um, they, it's 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 very strange that the free speech sides have kind of kind of flipped on this. It, it's almost yeah. like it's just like a backwards sort of contrarian yeah uh arg- argument and and if i were the school presidents i'd be like what do you want do you want right. complete and total free speech where students can can yell horrible things at each other or do you mm-hmm. want a place where where it it is a safe space 
and you know whatever people actually want go with it but it's got to be consistent yeah why do i get the feeling that conservatives just want to be in total control of what everybody says yeah yeah i i i feel like it's not actually about some deep concern for (laughs) anti-semitism or or about plagiarism you know and 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 claudine gay is she's Mm -hmm. she's black and a lot of these attacks definitely seem to be as as the new york times might say uh racially motivated (laughs) racially Um, tinged (laughs) racially tinged uh and so after 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 all that you have you know these these attacks happen and people are like oh how dare how dare she suggest that this has anything to do with race uh this is ridiculous this is absurd and so she she resigns she steps down she goes away mm-hmm. so one of the guys who was leading this charge one of one of the guys who was who was really pushing them is mm-hmm. this billionaire named bill ackman okay um, do, do you know who bill ackman is okay this is gonna sound bad but the only thing i know about bill ackman besides the fact that he's a billionaire is that he brags about Brad Pitt having sex with his wife once. That is probably the only thing you need to know about <laughs> Bill Ackman. He, so, so, so he's, he's been on this whole thing. He's been calling for all three of these school presidents to resign. <laughs> he's s- sitting there posting these, these completely bonkers, novel length tweets that I, I didn't know you could actually post thanks elon i guess and <laughs> with all this formatting in there and it's so weird so he's posting all of these things where he's talking about how it's how 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 dare you try to try to deflect this as being about race you know mm-hmm. this is just we care about integrity about institutions and you know we've got to you've got to be honest and plagiarism is no joke and mm-hmm. all of this stuff and so so he's he's doing all of this and then business insider publishes a piece that points out that ackman's wife who used to run mit's media labs mediated media department or something what a name lines. yeah it was but so she had like a, a, a job where it should be you know it was a legit yeah. thing i guess yeah. and so so she had that position but in her writing she mm-hmm. had plagiarized a bunch amazing a lot a whole lot more than claudine gay what a plot twist from the writers <laughs> it included things like plagiarizing wikipedia, wikipedia. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so and so bill ackman then starts tweeting all of these unhinged things mm-hmm. just completely off just just unhinged that's that's all there is to it i saw one tweet where he was like um if my wife takes her own life or whatever it's all it's all your fault <laughs> yeah, talking about like, the journalists yeah yeah he's talking about how it's it's fundamentally unfair to to do this because of uh well, first he he said that reporting on this was was maybe anti-Semitism, which okay. is is a little rich given that he was just like, how dare Claudine Gay say that this yeah. is racially motivated? It's like, dude, that's exactly what you're saying here. Yeah, you know. Um, so there there's that aspect of it. There's the how could you 
how could you do this? You know, she's she's not she's not a public figure. Well, she is. And also yeah. the day the day before that, Ackman had been like, haha, the power of AI is now combing through all of the dissertations written by all oh of the professors. That, so it's like, okay, so now you're just doing this to every professor ever. So that's you don't care about public figures again. You know, and then uh, he's like, she's fundamentally an introvert, so you shouldn't write this about her. And I like, again, he's a billionaire, and he's like, my small bean wife. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like going to the like owners of Business Insider, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that this stuff happens all the time where billionaires mm-hmm. get upset about something, and they go to a company, and they're like, you better fix this. And the company's like, okay, sure, I will, yeah. you know, and they do. And I think that that usually happens behind the scenes. Yeah. It usually doesn't have to happen out in the open because the billionaire <laughs> just starts screaming at them. Because, yeah. like, the thing is, I like, I guess from, from what someone said, one, one of the things that Ackman does apparently mm-hmm. is that he will buy up big stakes in companies mm-hmm. and then just be a complete total monster on the boards and stuff like that. That's like the least surprising thing I've heard today. Yeah, it's like, so basically it's like, oh, he could be a very, very annoying shareholder. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I guess that that makes sense. So it's like, so that's why like a company might not want to run afoul of him or afoul of billionaires in general. And I was like, that's so evil, but I get it, you know? Yeah. So then this morning on the day we're recording, which is what, Tuesday? Is it Tuesday today? Uh, yeah, today is, is today is somehow only Tuesday. Oh my god, uh, lemon! It's Tuesday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see um, Elon Musk starts banning journalists again, and I think it's yeah. all related to this, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Although yeah. none of the journalists know. I think the common link is that they all have criticized Ackman, right? Yeah. In the last is, two it, days, that does seem to be what people are guessing, but who knows? And the, and the thing is, so he's going to do this. He's going to ban a bunch of journalists like he always does. And maybe, because I saw he also posted something where he's like, oh, well, if they were banned for their views, this should be under review and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, except for the UN exception. Like, he just started, he talks like a robot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and maybe Grok took over his brain. He, yeah. Um, <laughs> um so he does that and he's going to eventually, I'm sure he'll end up putting them back on and make some mm-hmm. big show of it. Like I've offered amnesty to them and blah, blah, blah. You know, just like he did with the, the assassin coordinates, assassination coordinates yeah. thing with his, his plane. Um, but you're going to, so you're going to have that, but, and then uh, it, he's just going to do it again six months from now. And then he's going to do it again six months from now. And people on his side are going to, believe until the end of time that he is still a free speech champion yeah that's what blows my mind that's what makes me think nothing in this world matters yeah i saw uh tulsi gabbard this morning is launching like a free speech initiative partnering with elon musk which is just fucking deeply ironic to be honest so there's a couple of different themes that i want to sort of pick through with all of this right um, and the first one I want to go to is the sort of Ivy League obsession of media, like high level media decision makers. 
I actually wrote a piece about this for my Patreon, my personal Patreon blog um, recently, where it's like, I can't think of a single thing in my life that was affected by whoever the president of Harvard was at a given time period. Um, <laughs> like, why does this matter? So why do people think that this matters so much to the general populace? And do are we being served by having this overt a focus on like the inner politics of Harvard or Penn or MIT at places like the New York Times? And I was just curious, like, what your thoughts are on that? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's 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 frustrating because there's a lot of you know the New York Times. You know, I've I've, I've thought a lot about how editorial decisions at the New York Times. What they do is they determine what we care about as as a country. You know, it's all the news that's fit to print. You know, what we care about is what gets covered. Um, because there are so many things happening in the world that we don't know about. And so pu public opinion is, is shaped entirely around that. In the piece that I wrote about, you know, the New York, New York Times activism when it comes to Claudine Gay, mm -hmm. you know, the, the focus on that was to make the public care about Harvard. Mm -hmm. when when we have we truly have no reason to <laughs> yeah. truly it, it it does not affect any of us in any way if you are not a student at harvard it doesn't affect you it is a it is a private school you know zero effect so it's one of those things where they make us care about this and yeah. they put it out there that the public should care about this and what they cover and what they don't changes changes that which is why it's so frustrating to see them do things like publish stories about trans kids constantly when there's nothing new to report. They're just like every, every six months or so they pop up with an article. It's like, Hey, anyone think there's too many trans kids out there? <laughs> you know, it's like, that's what they do. Yes. And, and it's frustrating. And last week, mm -hmm. you know, again, part of it's what they don't tell their readers. There was, there was a headline in Ohio the governor, Mike DeWyatt, uh, he vetoed a ban on gender transition care for minors last like last week, but then he issued an executive order that created restrictions for trans people of all ages this week. And the headline in the print edition of the Times was, Ohio governor orders limits on minors transgender care. Now, that ignores the fact that yeah. he limited adults yeah transgender care you know it's like if you only tell people that minors are affected they're gonna assume that adults aren't and most people who don't pay much attention to this they only read the headlines as they go through if you leave yeah. out that important context they're not gonna see it these are choices by the new york times to leave these things out and that's why it's it's maddening to see these stories where it's like, oh, cool. You've got the Times telling us that we should care about the inner politics of Harvard. Blah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those 70 stories, like imagine if they were reporting on literally anything else. Literally anything. <laughs> um, like go outside and talk to yeah. the, someone walking past the New York Times building. <laughs> better story an ohio diner <laughs> yeah no no diners <laughs> no diners. Uh, 
The only like half decent argument that I've heard for why we should care what happens at Harvard is that like, oh, you know, these Ivy League schools, they they end up producing all our leaders, which is factually true. Like this, like I think almost all of the Supreme Court justices went to either Harvard or Yale. Like most of our presidents were Harvard or Yale. But my question back to that is, why are we these the people that we keep like putting in positions of power? Yeah such a self-fulfilling prophecy right yeah you know it's like it's oh well well we have to keep keep talking about this because those are the people in power well those are the people in power because we have to keep doing this (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah i vividly remember when i was working at vox there was a whole thing that popped up where matt iglesias was like we founded vox to be a publication run by ivy league grads for ivy league grads (laughs) and i'm like First of all, like I was working there at the time. I'm like, first of all, I went to fucking UMass and like Holyoke <laughs> Community College. Okay, so like that's who I'm on staff. And second of all, like you're the explainer website. Like people go there when they want things explained to them. But like yeah. Harvard, like Harvard people don't want to be explained to. <laughs> oh. That's yeah. It's totally not yeah. how I. If I were trying to write for Harvard people, that's I would not think Vox. Yeah, I wouldn't think like the trans exclusionary radical feminist explained or whatever article that I wrote in like 2018 is like a Harvard directed thing. I don't know. One of the other threads from this, I'm really fascinated by this Bill Ackman guy who apparently has a cuckolding fetish or whatever. I don't know. Um, But (laughs) like, this guy very clearly is used to throwing his power around and it working. And so far, like he got Axel Springer who owns um, business insider to like interfere with the editorial independence of that publication. It seems like with this investigation, I don't know specifically if this is the case, but it seems like Elon Musk is acting on his behalf to ban people who criticize Bill Ackman um, that might not be the case, but we don't really know at this point. Like this guy clearly is used to throwing his power around. You mentioned earlier that you th- you think this is just a very common thing for billionaires to do in general, and we just don't notice it half the time. Why are we noticing it now? I so this is something that I've been I've been thinking about lately. <laughs> Elon Musk, I think him taking over Twitter has been eye-opening for a lot of other CEOs because while he's like tanked the company it hasn't disappeared yeah. and so I think there's this sense that it's like well look he's saying whatever he's thinking and and, and mm. he's still okay and like Tesla still you know Tesla stock was was tanking for a long time for like a while but if you look at it it's fully recovered from mm-hmm. all the all the jokes that were happening last year like it's it's back entirely mm. And I think that people are like, look, he can say whatever he wants. And so now there's this like kind of uh, culture among these like weird techno billionaires who are like, I can I can just kind of say what I want and get away with it. And no one's going to stop me. And they're right. They can, Mm -hmm. you know, in sort of like how Donald Trump made that same sort of uh, bet with, you know, with the public on things politicians can say and then other Mm -hmm. politicians come along and they're like wait i can do this now you know (laughs) trump says something that you would never think a politician would say in a million years and then suddenly everyone's like 
oh cool this is the new rule yeah. you know and and in some some cases it it works out it's really smooth and in other mm -hmm. cases it's not you have yeah. you know like bill ackman is not elon musk you know someone yeah. called him great value elon musk you know which which was kind of funny because you have this guy having a total meltdown as as someone who's had meltdowns on twitter i yeah. you know it's like i've <laughs> I can relate, <laughs> but you know, he's on there and he's like, mm -hmm. now as for my wife's ties to Jeffrey Epstein, I will address that. She oh gave him God. a gift orb. And it's like, what are you doing, man? Why are you talking about your wife's ties to Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> Why are you talking about your wife sleeping with Brad Pitt? Like, yeah, it's that's so the best weird. one. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm obsessed. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like a new, different kind of wife guy. Yeah. The, the, hey, look who's been inside, the look who's been inside my wife guy. Oh my God, no. I think that has to be the title of the episode. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's like, you'll see Elon, Elon Musk say like, like one, one completely crazy thing. And then he disappears off the internet for like, eight hours he goes and does his ketamine mm -hmm. he, he chills out he he you know sees dark shadows in his in his field of vision stuff like that <laughs> but then <laughs> you know it's like he comes back and then pretends that nothing he said just happened and he moves on that's how he handles it that's not how bill ackman handles it bill ackman uh -huh. tweets something that is like three thousand words long yeah. Then he steps away for five minutes. Then he quote tweets the first person who responds to him. And then he writes another 3,000 words. And then oh he does God. another one. And so he's just constantly responding to people, yeah. repeating himself, and just completely <sighs> devoting a truly inordinate amount of time to this, this weird internet battle where he's making himself look completely unhinged, which, yeah. again, I can relate. <laughs> you know also you sort of see that in uh with what's what's happened with the the substack stuff you mm -hmm. know you've got you've got the ceos over there putting out statements where they're like nazi content yeah we're we're tough libertarians who will defend <laughs> we'll defend your right to say whatever you want on our platform it's like yeah. okay that's cool Thanks. That that was great. I lost yeah. <laughs> lost a bunch of subscribers because you guys had to be cool guys and, yeah. couldn't, and couldn't just write couldn't just write like a normal company. Uh, hey, oh, posts that violate our, our posts that violate our rules yeah. will be removed. That's all they had to do. But no, they're like, no, we're cool. And then they walk back walk it back a little bit, which is the one move they can make that would piss off the most people possible. <laughs> Hamish McKenzie is the CEO. Mm -hmm. Right. Am I getting that name right? Uh, Hamish. Hamish, sorry. Hamish McKenzie. I still have the DMs of him, like in whatever year, like coming into my DMs. And this is this. This sounds like a sort of a really salacious story. It's not. He was like, "Why don't you give up your Patreon and join my new website, Substack? It's designed for writers." And I, I thank a higher power for making me too lazy to try to make that transition back then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's like that Substack is where my mine currently is. Yeah. And it's like I like the product. Yeah. Like I cuz I also have 
because of because subset constantly is is like showing up and bar- busting in like the kool-aid man with like mm-hmm. hey here's some, cr- some some crazy statement from our leadership team you know it's like because of that you know it's like i i have a patreon where i just I, I cross post all of my Substack stuff where it's like, hey, if people don't want to support Substack, like they can just do it here. But it's like, yeah, money because that that's one thing I've had to kind of kind of grapple with 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 Substack. And I've written about it a few times before on there where it's like figuring out where to donate money to to try to offset the money that that goes to them that, you know, that I feel bad about. So it's like. I feel in in some ways icky about Substack as well, just as I feel bad about a whole bunch of companies I, I use, you know, Amazon being being another one where it's just like, yes. oh, everything this company does is evil, but oh, their yeah. shipping is so fast. <laughs> I, I ordered something from a non-Amazon company recently, and I've gotten way too used to getting things like the same day or the next yeah. day. I was like, "What is this? What is this shit? Nine business days? I don't, I don't have time for this." This is extremely niche, by the way. There's probably like three people listening who will like understand what I'm talking about. But um, I'm really into like Valorant esports, and they have a women's league or like a women and marginalized gender league called Game Changers. And I ordered a championship T-shirt from the team that won their championship, and I ordered it like a month ago. And it's going to ship, I think, next week. (laughs) And I realized how spoiled I was with Amazon while I'm waiting for this. Like, it's going to show up and be like, oh, yeah, I ordered this. I forgot about that. (laughs) The the one thing with with all the the Substack stuff, it's like the the people who have to worry about, like, supporting Substack aren't aren't the readers directly. It's, Mm -hmm. It's the it's the writers who have to figure out how to how to offset that money essentially because if both offset then then more is being offset but i don't know it's 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 complicated (laughs) we all we all do our our weird moral ethical dances in our heads yeah i um i had a very short-lived Substack. i don't even think i had a subscriber on there and uh the the whole controversy a couple years ago with um like the graham linehan stuff yeah kind of blew up and i was like yeah i'm like early enough in this that i can just get out <laughs> yeah no so, uh, yeah but it's, uh, i don't envy you at all for that no it's it's i don't envy me for a lot of things <laughs> so long story short we we are we are resetting 2024 we're yes. sticking it in rice <laughs> yes we are doing that we are taking it out back and giving it the old yellow treatment already. <laughs> so Parker, I think this is your first time doing this segment um, because I didn't used to do the segment with guests, but uh, we're going to jump into out of context cancellations. The segment where readers submit things that they are frustrated with in their lives and they would like us to cancel. So we have a huge responsibility on our shoulders here. Are you ready? I am. Okay, so the first thing we're going to cancel is we're canceling Duolongo for firing most of its human workforce and pivoting to AI. How could you, (laughs) Duo? You evil little owl. (laughs) (laughs) You evil, mischievous little owl. (laughs) 
I feel like this is the thing that we're gonna see more of going forward. I'm waiting for the first publication to fire its writers and go completely AI written. Yeah, you know, the, and the thing is, I could, I could, I could picture the the funny thing is every every like every news outlet that that has tried to like do a little dance around like, hey, let's just let AI do it. They've done yeah. it in the dumbest possible way. They've done it yeah. where they're like, dear AI, write this article where like actually letting an AI write an article would be like, hey, AI, here are here are my quotes. Yeah. Here's this. Here's all the data I need. Yeah. Now write it. And, and it would yeah. probably do it better, but I don't want to give anyone any ideas. <laughs> my money is on GeoMedia being the first one to go completely AI. Yeah. That sounds that sounds about right. Jim's they've, fan they've tried it before. They've already tried <laughs> they it. They have. Yeah. I remember that. It was the, hilarious. The Star Wars the listicle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um this came up earlier in the show, uh, but there's a slightly different focus now. We are can we are also canceling the New York Times again because Wordle now requires a login. And our reader says, quote, I refuse to let those trans-exclusionary bastards scrape my email address and data just for daily puzzle access. You know, I I don't like the fact that New York Times, a New York Times subscription does not include the games. If I buy a New York Times, I get the games. I get the crossword <laughs> with my paper. Why do yeah. I not get it with the digital subscription? That, I want to know that. I want to know about yeah. that. That's why we're canceling them. Canceled. <laughs> <laughs> done the next the next one is is we're going to cancel the updated smiley face emojis with their uncannily large mouths and ios and i haven't seen any of this have you i seen haven't this? seen them but i don't like them <laughs> you canceled you canceled updated smiley emojis i trust <laughs> i trust the listeners if, if the listener says it's bad they're bad you're out of here <laughs> And last but certainly not least, we are canceling job hunting, which is just the most miserable experience on the planet, in my you know opinion. What? Especially those jobs where when you fill in the, the thing and it's like, upload your resume, you're like, cool. And then it asks you to fill in the resume stuff again anyway. <laughs> That's the worst. No. Job hunting canceled. People should just reach out to you and be like, hey, want a job? And then you take it. Like, that's what more people should do. Here, if, here. You are, if you are a job creator, you should do that. Today's show was made by me, Caitlin Burns, and my incredible editor, Maria. Dee Peterschmidt made our theme song and Eden MW designed our graphics. Our show is made possible by the incredible cancelers supporting our work, especially the members of our Canceler Hall of Fame, with the great power to cancel all their enemies. Meg, we appreciate your support. Happy canceling! <laughs>